it's opening night. And as well with opening night, it's the Pistons home opener. The same day. It's a day to be excited. There is a bit of bad news. We'll talk about that in today's episode of the Lockdown Pistons podcast. You are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's the deal? Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Pistons podcast. I'm your host, per usual, Kuka Hill. You can find me over on Twitter at Kuka Hill NBA. You can also find me on YouTube at Locked On Pistons, which, by the way, the last episode was doing absolutely great. If you haven't watched already, we spoke with Detroit News, Detroit Pistons beat writer Rod Beard. It was a great episode. It's doing great. I appreciate all you guys watching it. Uh, but you can also find me on my own personal YouTube at Coos Ballman as well. Uh, and again, I want to thank you guys for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We are free and available on all of your podcast platforms. And today, like I said, it's the home opener. Not only is it the home opener, it's the opening night for the Pistons season in general. It's a good day. Everyone just be happy. It's time for everyone to be happy and celebrate. Pistons basketball is finally back. However, there is something weighing the mood down. And I'm sure all of you guys know what it is. If you're a Pistons fan at all, if you're following the team at all, if you're following NBA at all, you probably already knew this before listening to this podcast. But for those of you guys who may not know, Kay Cunningham, the Pistons' number one overall pick, one of the first ones, their first first overall pick in the last 50 years, 50 years. They're, that guy, their their franchise guy now, he's not playing today. He's missing the first game of the season. Now, I'll say this. I thought that – Maybe he was going to play. You guys know that I've been saying for the past week that I wasn't worried about him for the home opener. The last podcast, I started to fall back a little bit. I won't say why. I won't say why I was falling back a little bit. However, I was falling back, thinking that he wasn't going to play. Uh, and then he came out with this this article for the Undefeated with uh, Marcus Spears. He uh, it, it was kind of like a player's tribune article where the player is able to write his own article. He he you know he writes his own thoughts. It's him talking to us. Uh, in the first paragraph, he says that, you know, opening night's coming. It's October 20th. I can't wait to play my first NBA game. Everyone's going to be there. My family's going to be there. I'm ready to play. My ankle's getting better. I can't wait to play. So I thought that he was going to play. I thought once I saw that, I was like, okay, well, he must know that he's going to play. I, I got a little bit hopeful again. But then eventually the mood came down, and we have the news that he is officially out today against the Chicago Bulls, which sucks. It, it really does. I think that's one of the main things, obviously, that everyone was looking forward to seeing from the Pistons, obviously. It was one of the main reasons why the Pistons have so much interest and so much so much going on with them in the city again with their fan base because everyone's excited. They got the number one overall pick. They got Cade. And everyone's been looking forward to seeing Cade. Um, and, you know, the fact you don't get to see him on opening night, definitely it, it sucks. It's a stinker a little bit. It weighs down the mood a little bit. There are other things to watch for, which we'll talk about later on in the podcast. However, the fact that Kate's not playing definitely is a damper. And I'll say this. I understand why fans may be mad. I'm personally not going to get mad. It's not that big of a deal. I, he'll probably be back in the next week or so. I'm not going to keep printing timelines and stuff. But basically, from what we've heard from beat writers now, is that it's supposed to be not that serious, and he could be back. Uh, he was day-to-day just like yesterday. So, I mean, he should be back, like you assume, in like the next week or so. Um, but I, I understand why fans are mad, and this is why right here. If you're watching this on YouTube – You'll see the tweet getting pulled up. Uh, if you're not watching on YouTube, you're on the podcast. Don't worry about it. I'm going to make sure I still t- uh, tend to you guys and read it out. Um, but this is an article from Z- – uh, not article, a tweet from James Edwards III. This is not his opinion. So don't think I'm trying to come at James. I'm not. This is not his opinion. This is him reporting what he's what uh, was said in a media session. So the very first tweet says, 
Uh, Dwayne said there are some bruises and turned ankles. Cunningham turned his ankle per Casey a few days ago. Very mild. That was the first tweet. James then quoted that tweet. It said, per Casey, nothing serious on Cunningham's ankle. This was October 1st. October 1st, he tweeted that. So we were told that it was not going to be that serious. We were told that it was very mild. We were told that it's not that big of a deal. He'll eventually play. Uh, I believe we also ended up, Dwayne Casey ended up going on to say that, you know, I'm not worried about him missing the preseason opener. Um, not only did he end up missing the preseason opener, now he's missing the home opener to the regular season. Again, this was 19 days ago. We are at about two and a half weeks, a little bit over two and a half weeks of this. The point is, I understand why fans are mad because basically I'm not going to say you were lied to, but definitely I, it, it sounds like that you guys were led down a different road from the get-go. They weren't as, what's the word I'm looking for, um, authentic with you guys from the get-go. They weren't, they weren't very straightforward with you guys from the get-go about Kay's injury. Or it's either that or it just simply got worse. Maybe it was just mild. Maybe it was just a little swollen the first day, but then it slowly progressed to get worse. Maybe it wasn't as – maybe they discovered later on it was worse. Um, but, again, like, like I said – you guys definitely, I feel like everyone was definitely led down to believe that Cade was not not really that hurt. It was just like a twisted ankle like it happens in basketball and wasn't that big of a deal. And obviously now we're at, what, 19 days later, like I said, and he's not playing in the home opener. We don't know when he's going to play because Dwayne Casey, I was in the media session today, which, by the way, you guys have to give me credit for, I guess I can take this off the screen now for you guys on YouTube, sorry. Uh, but you guys have to give me credit. Uh, all you, all my listeners, I understand you guys could be giving me some good vibes, even though, again, there, I did get one hateful comment in, in the Apple podcast. I began like one or two of these hateful comments from, from people. It's crazy. But anyways, you guys got to give me credit because I was at work. I, I This is not my main job. This is one of my side jobs. My other side job is I'm a delivery driver for Jets, and I work every morning. And that's usually when they have these media sessions. So today was the third time, third day in a row that I've worked in the morning at Jets delivering pizzas, going in inside the restaurant, going out, etc. But I'm also on my phone in the media session, still tweeting out quotes, getting down quotes for you guys, all that. So you guys got to give me credit, man. I I'm getting all this for you guys. Even I'm working two jobs at once, you feel me? Uh, but anyways, Dwayne Casey said today in that press and in, in the media session that, you know, he's still day to day. They're not going to put a timetable on it. He can continue to say they're not going to be stupid about it. And, you know, we, we continue to hear the same things that, that we've been told. We're not going to put a timetable on it. We're not going to be stupid. We don't know when he's coming back. We don't know. We're not going to rush him back. He'll come back when he's 100%. And really, it, it, I don't know. There's no nothing else to speculate about. We can't really speculate about anything because we're not being given any kind of detail about when he could possibly come back. All we've been told is that it's not that serious. We were told that two and a half weeks ago, and he's still not playing. So how serious is it? Actually, I, I, don't, I understand why some fans feel the type of way about not being – not, not being informed or not being being told like straightforward what's going on with them because it definitely does I can get why some people feel like that there's something it can't be just not that serious there has to be something underneath there there's a reason why it's been two and a half weeks he still hasn't played it if it's not that serious he'd be playing so I get that um but as of right now all we can go off of and is, is assume that Dwayne Casey's telling us the truth uh, and that we see him partially practicing Kate has partially practiced the last two days that's good uh we were told that he had to get two to three uh two to three practices in before he played in a game last week by Dwayne Casey. So this is two partially participated practice. The Pistons next game is on Saturday. So maybe he plays on Saturday. Maybe that happens. He is day to day currently. So we'll see what happens. I don't think it's that serious. I still believe that. I still believe what Dwayne Casey is saying. I, I do believe that it's not that serious, but uh, it definitely, I understand why some fans are hesitant now to believe anything that's being said because they were told 
two and a half weeks ago that wasn't that serious and that they he was expected to still play in the preseason opener. Uh, and not only did he miss the preseason opener in all preseason, he's now missing the first game of the regular season, which sucks. Uh, but coming up after the break, uh, we're going to talk about the ripple effect. We talked about that a little bit with Rod Beard on the last episode. Again, it was a great episode. Go check that out if you haven't already. But we're going to talk about the ripple effects of whether what happens now that Kay Cunningham is not playing this game. What are they going to do with the starting lineup? Is Dwayne Casey going to break up that bench unit that he's been saying that he wants to keep together? If he's going to, you know, he already has that starting lineup that's moving all over the place. He wants to have one unit stick together. But is Cade Cunningham's injury going to even mess up the bench lineup? We'll talk about all that coming up after the break. But first, let me tell you about one of our sponsors. So first up, let me go ahead and tell you guys a little bit about Sweat Block. What's the deal, guys? There are some things in life that you just don't really talk about. You know, issues in relationship, family problems, or more importantly, sweating through your shirt for no reason when out in public with the boys. Yes, you heard it here first. Everyone has been through it, including myself. But Sweat Block antiperspirant wipes can help you in this department. Sweat Block is doctor created and doctor recommended. You simply apply it at night before bedtime, go to bed, and the next day you wake up and do your normal routine like nothing ever happened. And we even have some stories to tell you about from some loyal lockdown listeners that have tried the product. This one is from a high school teacher. When he'd pit out by the fourth period, he'd hear the snickers and the whispers from the students, the laughters. So he started bringing a second shirt to change in between classes. Then he heard about sweat block on our program. He tried it and is now hooked. No more snickers, no more second shirt, and no more laughter from his students. Sweat block works up for seven days per use and has a dry shirt guarantee. If sweat block doesn't keep you dry, you get your money back. If you or someone you know is dealing with the worst issue in life of sweating through their shirt, tell them about sweat block. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com with promo code locked on or Amazon and CVS. Get sweat block now and stop sweating. So anyways, let's talk about some of the ripple effects that may come because of, of uh, Kay Cunningham's injury. What's going to happen in the starting lineup now? What's going to happen in the bench lineup? What, 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 what's the decisions that Dwayne Casey is going to make? So I have a little bit of insight for you guys based off a media session that happened last or yesterday uh, with Dwayne Casey. Like I told you guys I was, a, I was able to make uh, while I was at work again. And by the way, thank you guys for making Locked Up Pistons your first listen of every day. We are free and available on all platforms and also on YouTube if you haven't checked it out already. Make sure you go check it out and subscribe to the channel. But today, anyways, today or last night, I should say, I'm sorry. I'm getting my days confused. Uh, yesterday, Dwayne Casey told us that he had spoke with Kelly Olynyk about possibly playing the four next to Isaiah Stewart and trucking out a lineup of Jeremy Grant, Sadiq Bey, and Killian Hayes. Now, I will say he did not specify if he was going to make that the starting lineup. He didn't specify if he was talking directly about the starting lineup. He just simply said he was thinking about having that lineup happen, and he had spoken to Kelly Olynyk about doing it. So whether he makes that the starting lineup or is that like a closing lineup that he's talking about, or a lineup that he trucks out there, you know, for a large majority of the game. Who knows? We don't know what he's talking about, but that is something that you guys can think about uh, or you guys can chew on. Tell me what you guys think because he's talking about possibly starting Kelly Olenek at the four, maybe as a closing lap. Who knows? Uh, but do I think he's going to start Kelly Olenek at the four? No, I don't think that's going to happen. I think he needs Kelly Olenek as the backup center, at least to start the game. Now, closing lap, I could see that definitely being the lineup. Uh, give some added uh, needing spa- needed spacing. Um, the one thing I'm worried about with that lineup is the fact that basically Killian Hayes is the only ball handler in that group, the only playmaker in that group. Everyone else is either a shooter, straight up scorer, not very good at initiating offense, creating offense for others, etc. So it basically would be Killian Hayes creating for everybody else. Uh, and it, it, it would be a little bit of a struggle, I think, offensively. I think the spacing wouldn't be, 
I, I, I don't think the spacing would make up enough for the lack of uh, creation in that lineup. We'll see, though. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, but what do I think that they're going to do with the starting lineup? So, like I said, we talked about this a little bit on the last episode with Rod Beard from the Detroit News, the Detroit Pistons beat writer. Go check it out if you haven't already. But uh, we talked about him the last episode, and I, I'm honestly really interested to see what Dwayne Casey does. Because in the preseason, when he was missing one of the starting guards, he started Ryan Magruder in the play so he could keep that bench unit intact. Now, my question is, I understand doing that for a preseason game. Would he do that in a regular season game? Is Ronnie Magruder good enough to be to, to even start? Even if he only plays like 10 to 12 minutes, would you still start him in a game that actually matters? Would you still go that route and just just in the effort to keep your bench unit together? I lean no. I don't think Dwayne Casey would do that. I, I lean no, no on that one. However, the next solution, I guess, is that you start one of Hamadou Diallo, Josh Jackson, and Frank Jackson. Now, I can see reason for starting all three of those guys, really. Frank Jackson, I think, is the obvious uh, answer here is because he can bring space into the starting lineup. And if, with Dwayne, uh, with not Dwayne Casey, with Killian Hayes, you need as much spacing as possible in that lineup. You need someone who can shoot next to him so they're not constantly sagging. Um, and and he, they can make him pay for sagging if they do. And gives Killian Hayes bigger uh, or wider driving lanes uh, for him to operate with. So he needs spacing in that lineup. So I think Frank Jackson probably is the most likely answer here and he obviously makes the most sense i think right now um but then there's reasons for the other two as well we'll go with josh jackson first josh jackson the reason with josh is that he's been playing so well in the preseason apparently he had a great training camp we've been told all training camp that he was great uh we were told uh in the throughout the preseason game that he was great we saw him play he was looking great so this could be kind of a, of a reward like hey we're gonna reward you for how well you're playing we're gonna start you in the starting lineup and while he while he's not a very good shooter, he's still the best player out of all three of those guys. So if you simply just want to go with the best player and put him out there, I understand that as well. And also, in the same time, you're, you're rewarding him as well for how he's played thus far into the preseason in training camp. So I could get that as well, starting Killian, Josh, uh, Sadiq, Jeremy Grant, and Isaiah Stewart. I could get that as well. Uh, but then this is the last argument. This is the one that I think is really interesting. It's a little bit of a it's a little bit of a stretch, and, and I'm definitely reaching at this one, I think. I think it's, it's fair to say I'm reaching at this one. But I think there's enough there to 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 believe that this is a possibility. So if Dwayne Casey is really set in his way, and I don't, I wouldn't blame him. But this is not me criticizing Dwayne Casey. I, I, this would make, I, I don't blame him. But if he's really set in his way about wanting to keep that bench unit together, he already has his starting lineup all messed up. He's not able – I don't think they played their starting lineup at all. Uh, Kay got hurt on October 1st. I don't think they've even been able to play at all. Uh, together so he's already had to deal with the starting lineup being in and out in and out in flex this guy's in this guy's out this guy's out this guy's in like he's already had to deal with all that but the one constant that he's been able to have is that bench unit so he's been able to build that chemistry and gel that group together so if he's insistent on keeping it that way and not messing with that bench unit and not adding on to another lamp that's in flux and, and having to learn a new new uh a chemistry etc stuff like that if he doesn't want to do that then I think Hamadou Diallo is the option here to go at starting shooting guard or starting three, whatever you want to call it. Hamadou Diallo and Sadiq Bey, basically is what I'm saying. Um, and this is why. Because I think Hamadou Diallo right now to start the season, if Kay Cunningham was not playing, I think Hamadou Diallo would be the guy that's out of the rotation. And like we said in the last episode with Rod Beer, I don't think anyone would have really saw that coming uh, before the season. Hamadou Diallo obviously got paid more than Frank Jackson before the season. Uh, I think everyone basically penciled in Hamadou Diallo before the season. It was the guy that, you know, uh, he was their 
their big free agent signing, basically. He was their big uh, – I guess not. I guess Kelly Olynyk would be that. But he was their big re-signing. He was the big guy going into free agency that everyone was like, okay, you need to make sure you get this guy back. They brought him back. They paid him more than Frank Jackson. So, again, it, just, it, it looked like that he was going to be in the rotation, and he played well for the Pistons last year, not just for the Pistons either, but for the Oklahoma City Thunder. He had a really good year last year, taking another step in his development. So people thought that, you know, no one really thought that that out of all the people, him to Diallo would be the one out the rotation. But if it was starting right now, I think he would be if Cade was out the game. I mean, it was in the game, I, I should say. So with Cade out, if you want to keep that bench unit together of Corey Joseph, Josh Jackson, Frank Jackson, Kelly Olynyk. Um, and Trey Lyles, if you want to keep that unit together without messing them up, then you just take the guy who wasn't who was who was out the rotation to start with, which is Hamadou Diallo. You put him in the starting lineup, give him a chance to show that hey, I should be in the rotation. I can play better than I did in the preseason because he didn't play that well in the preseason. I don't think so. Give him that that chance in the starting lineup. Give him a chance to prove himself, prove that he needs to be in the rotation. All while so so you're really hitting getting two birds with one stone. You're getting. Hamadou Diallo a chance to prove that he can be in the rotation, give him a chance to play better than he did in the, pre, uh, in the preseason. And maybe playing with the starters will give him a a, a little bit of a jolt. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe it does. But also, you're keeping your bench unit together. You're keeping that chemistry going there. You're keeping that second unit being your strongest unit, which Dwayne Casey has said over and over. You're able to keep that unit together and rely on that being your more veteran-heavy group, your, your comeback group, really, because starters are probably going to dig themselves a hole every now and then a lot this season. And the bench unit is going to be referred to as the comeback group. So he gets to keep that group together while also getting Hamadou Diallo a chance to redeem himself and show that he should be in the rotation and play well. Uh, I, I think that is a really good option as well. Um, if, you're, if you're asking me which one just is the best one off of fit, I think it's obviously Frank Jackson. I don't think anyone is going to argue differently. I think Frank Jackson obviously fits the best of that starting line if Kate's not playing. Um, but again, if Dwayne Casey does not want to break up that bench unit, which I wouldn't blame him if he doesn't, then I think Hamadou Dial is a good choice. I mean, he could just always go with Ryan McGruder. I, don't, I wouldn't love that idea. I'd rather stop or, or start Diallo. Um, and then also, like I said at the beginning of this segment, he did mention in this media session that he talked to Kelly Olynyk about playing the four next to Isaiah Stewart in a lineup with Sadiq Bey, Jeremy Grant, and Killian Hayes. Now, whether he was talking about a starring lineup, he didn't specify. He just simply talked about that lineup possibly happening. So we'll see what happens. And if that's, start, and that's another ripple effect. If Kelly Olynyk start, let's say he does start Kelly Olynyk at four next to Isaiah Stewart with that song with those starting guys. Now Luca Garza is getting minutes. You have to assume that Luca Garza is going to play the backup center spot. Now we get to see more Garza minutes, which I know he's a big fan favorite, and everyone's going to love that. So there's so many different ripple effects that are coming because of Kay Cunningham not playing this opening night, and I can't wait to see how it goes. So I, I understand that fans are disappointed that Cade's not playing. Uh, but there are still a ton of things to see how they play out because of him sitting out. There's tons of things to watch for in this opening night. And I, I think those, all those things I mentioned, along with obviously wanting to see if Sadiq plays well, Killian plays well, takes a step forward, all those things. Added on top of all of that, I think there's a lot of things to look forward to tonight against the Chicago Bulls. So, yeah, I'd say still tune in tonight. Still tune in. I know Kate's not playing, but it's the opening night. You haven't had Pistons basketball all summer. I know you guys are still excited. So while you guys are down in the dumps about Cade, Get back high. Get, get get back high, man. It's it's opening night. Be happy. Enjoy the game tonight. So when we come back, I'm gonna preview the game a little bit. Give my prediction of the game. Uh, I think I think everyone knows what the prediction of the game is going to be. Uh, but you know, we'll, we'll talk about it when we come back. But before we get into any of that, let me tell you about some of our sponsors. First up, Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar in the planet Earth, comes with a variety of flavors, including six new flavors: and caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. They also have coconut, 
raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. And like I showed you guys in the last podcast, I even got myself some Halloween flavors as well. So they keeping up with the keeping up with the seasons as well, keeping up with the flavors. I, I mess with it. All these bars are covered in incredible tasting chocolate and are soft and easy on the teeth to chew. These bars are low in calorie and sugar, but high in protein and fiber. A flavor I suggest is the peanut butter flavor, packed with 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, only 5 grams of sugar, and 5 grams of net carbs. So go try the Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Built Bar is also the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Isn't that pretty cool? I think it is. So again, make sure you go check out Built Bar at Built.com and use promo code LOCK15. Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. Then let me tell you a little bit about our next sponsor, BetOnline AG. Betting is now legal in Michigan, and the NBA season coming back, we're all back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to our new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up for today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. And just use our promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. From basketball to football to baseball's postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available on Bet Online AG for this 2021 season. And like I've mentioned many times before, you can if you don't want to bet on just sports, you can bet on things outside of sports. Things I didn't even know you could bet on, such as like reality TV shows. It's crazy. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. So, like I said. We're going to preview the Pistons game tonight. What are my predictions for the game? What do I think is going to happen? Uh, if I if I had to take my guess, obviously, I think the Pistons are probably going to get destroyed tonight. I'm, I'm going to keep it a buck with you guys. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to try to be biased here or anything. I think the Pistons probably are going to get destroyed tonight. And again, before we continue any further, I want to thank all you guys who are still listening for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We are free and available on all your podcast platforms as well as YouTube now. But anyways, like I said, uh, my prediction is that the Pistons are probably going to get destroyed tonight. Uh, definitely not having Cade is going to hurt them tremendously. Um, and I, I, wouldn't ex- I would just expect and want the Pistons to keep this game close. I, just, just be competitive. Keep the game close, at least till the end of the game. If you end up getting blown out at the end of the game, then so be it. Um, but I, I don't really think that you guys can expect them to beat the Chicago Bulls, the new-look Chicago Bulls that have DeMar DeRozan. Lonzo Ball, Zach Levine, Nikola Vucevic, like all these guys, they're a really, really deep team. Uh, so I, I think the Bulls are probably going to win this one handedly. Uh, and definitely the, the loss of Kate, I think, is going to hurt in a different perspective because, or a different route, I should say. Uh, defensively, they're really one of the one of the guards are going to dominate the Pistons. One of them is going to have to do it. Because it, Killian's going to be, he's a nice defender. So he's going to be on one of them. Whoever he's not guarding is just going to tear the Pistons up. Cade would usually take that assignment, and from what we saw in summer league, he's not an awful, he's not an awful defender. All rookies are usually not good defenders, uh, but you expect Cade to hold his own on defense based on what we saw and what we know of him. Uh, so while I'm not saying that Cade would be like some big impact defender and just like change the game kind of thing like that, I don't think he would be a slouch and he'd be able to hold his own against some of these guys. But if they start Frank Jackson, like who who are you having Frank Jackson guard? Are you having Frank Jackson guard Lonzo? Or Demar, like who who is he guarding? And either, whoever he's guarding is probably going to tear him up, uh, to be honest, because they're just going to be bigger than him. They're, they're the Bulls are really big across the lineup, 
And whoever Frank Jackson's guarding is probably going to take advantage of him. That's one. Um, two, if Killian Hayes is guarding, let's say Killian Hayes is guarding Lonzo. Now Zach Levine is, is legit just going to have a feast. He's just going to dominate whoever's in front of him. So I, I really think it's probably going to be a big night for one of the Chicago Bulls scoring guards. Uh, if you play fantasy basketball, uh, I just did my fantasy draft today as I'm recording, or yesterday when I'm recording this, I right before I recorded, I did my draft. So if you have Lonzo, if you have Zach Levine, if you have DeMar DeRozan, if you have any of those three guys, I'd start them. If you have two of them, I'd start both of them. Like, like I play, I play any any of the guards on the Bulls that you have. I just play them because I don't think the Pistons will be able to hold them. And they also they don't have that a great rib protector either. Um, so I, I would expect. I think one of the guards. That's going to be my big prediction. I think one of the Bulls guards are going to go out there and just completely dominate. Uh, so you guys can hold me to that. We'll check back in tomorrow and see what happened in that game. Uh, from but from a positive perspective, what I want to see from the Pistons. I'd like to see Killian Hayes make a few threes tonight. I'd like to see him shoot the ball. Actually, you know what? I take that back. Not even make a few threes. I'd like to see him continue to be aggressive like how he was in that one preseason game we were able to see him. He was extremely aggressive. He was looking for a shot. I hope we still see that from him. I want him searching for a shot. I want him taking open shots if he creates them, which he's been able to do. I want him trying to get to the basket. I want to see him try to draw free throws. That's what I want to see in this opening night game. Now, if he shoots one of eight, one of nine, I personally don't care right now. If he shoots two of ten, three of 11, something like that. I really don't care. I want to see him continue to be aggressive no matter what he's shooting, get to his spots. Because something that you guys have continually heard me say about Keelan Hayes, going all the way back to last season, is that he's able to create space. He's able to get these shots or get to these spots that he wants to get to. That's one of the reasons why I'm so high on him. Because he shows the hard part of creating the space, breaking down a defender, and getting getting enough space to get off a shot that he wants. This is about him being able to, one, being confident enough to take the shot, and then, two, obviously make it. The major problem last year, I feel like, was even more so than making it, was his confidence. He passed up a lot of these. So I'd like to see him tonight against the Bulls not pass up those opportunities. Be aggressive. Go for your shot. And take the open open looks that you create for yourself. You do the hard work. Take the shot. So that's what I'd like to see from him. Um, also, I'd like to see Sadiq Bey show us that that little showing of playmaking that we saw in the preseason wasn't fluke and just for you know exhibition games. I'd like to see if that's something he's going to translate to the regular season. So that's one thing I'll be looking for with Sadiq Bey. Uh, I'm not, obviously, I think a lot of you guys are probably going to be looking for Sadiq Bey for his scoring within the three-point line. Uh, he did flash a little bit of that in the preseason, but for me, like I've told you guys before, the bigger thing, the bigger deal to me is what he does playmaking-wise, what he was doing when the defense came to him, or what the, his processing, processing speed that he showed was looked like it was improved in the preseason. So that's what I want to say. I want to see if that's going to continue from preseason, if he's going to carry it over the regular season, if that's an actual improvement for him. I think that would be big. Um, and then outside of that, outside of that um, I have two more things I'd like to see from the Pistons individually. Um, I'd like to see Isaiah Stewart kind of continue to knock off the rust, get better, play better as the game goes on. Uh, he had a rough preseason, in my opinion. He, he looked, That was his first time playing five-on-five, five, like he said, because of the ankle injury he dealt with in the offseason. The Pistons just have – as I continue to say these ankle injuries, the Pistons have dealt with some really bad ankle injuries all summer. Like, my God, everyone's getting ankle injuries. But anyway, I'd like to see Isaiah Stewart knock out some of the rust, start to play better as the game goes on, um, you know, and, and play within himself and look more comfortable out there. I didn't think he looked as comfortable out there in the preseason. Uh, so, you know, that's expected when you don't play a full summer of basketball. But I'd like to see him knock off some of that rust in this first game. And then lastly, I'd like to see Josh Jackson continue to play really well. Continue to do the right things with the ball in your hands. Continue to look calm when you're playing, playing with a calming effect that we've seen from him in the preseason. Uh, if he's able to bring that and that's something he's improved on, I think Josh has six-man-of-the-year potential. So I'd like to see that carry over to 
uh, to this first regular season game. Again, I'm not really worried about like if he has a bad night shooting wise, he just missing shots. Like I know Josh is gonna be able to, to score the ball. If he has a bad scoring night, he's gonna have a bad, he's gonna have a good scoring night probably the next game. That's not what I'm worried about. If he's having a bad scoring night, but he's doing the right things, still making the right decisions, uh, opening up passing lanes for others and hitting guys in these passing lanes, uh, playing great defense, etc., stuff like that, while having a bad scoring night, I won't care because that will show legitimate improvement. Everyone has bad scoring nights. He'll have a good scoring night. He's a really good scorer. It's the other things that have kept him down throughout his career. So if he actually shows in this regular season game that those are things he's actually improved on, I'll be happy. Still, it would be one game sample size still. We still need to see it throughout the season. But those are three things that I'm really looking forward to seeing if they're going to be carried over straight from preseason to the first regular season game. So let me know what you guys are looking forward to tonight in the comment section down below on YouTube or if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. Let me know in the reviews down below as well what you guys are looking forward to from the Pistons' first uh, regular season game. What's your guys' thoughts on Cade missing this opening game? Are you guys more worried uh, than you guys were originally? Are you guys, like, you know, it sucks that he's not playing opening game, but I, I don't think it's that serious. Let me know what you guys' thoughts on that as, on it as well. And then outside of that, I'm all done here. You guys enjoy the game tonight. I know I'm going to enjoy the game. I, I'll, I'll tell you guys this much. I'm not going to the game. I, I know I was going to put you guys in the spot, make it seem like it was just a you guys' decision. Listen, I was also waiting to see, okay, I'm not, I'm not, I won't lie to you. I was also waiting to see if Cade was going to be in or out this game. I, I won't lie to you guys. I was also waiting. So once he was declared out, we're just, I'm not going. I'm not going. I had to tell my fiance, I told Megan, listen, we're not going. Sorry, we'll have to go to the next game whenever they come back to Detroit. Hopefully he's playing and we'll go to that game. But I'm not going to open night if Cade's not playing. I'm sorry, it just isn't happening. So, but still, I'll be in my living room watching. I hope all, every, all you guys are watching as well. So have a lot of fun tonight. Enjoy watching the team tonight. It's going to be a lot of fun. Pistons basketball is back. We are back. Make sure you stay tuned for the Lockdown Nows that I do after the game. Recapping the game, quick minute videos that I put on Twitter at Lockdown Pistons. Stay tuned for that as well. But, yeah, until the next podcast, I'll see you guys later. Have a great day, everybody. Enjoy the game tonight and go Pistons. I'll catch you all later.